Hello, and welcome to A Humanistic Perspective, episode 14. Wow. 14, 14 episodes. I, I I think it's kind of funny because I feel like we're always like, oh, wow, every time. But today was the first day before we started filming where I was like, I'm getting so freaking excited every time we do this now. Yeah, you get more and more excited to talk. and Well, yeah. I think it's just because of how much more natural it is now for us to talk on these mics. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like the first cheers, few times. Cheers, by the way. Hold on. Cheers. Made a nice little beverage this evening. Very much so. Ooh, it was a good creation by Chad Castilla, for sure. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, I told you, I was like, he was on his way home. He's like, man, I've had a long day of driving. I was like, I have this drink that I came up with. Not, I mean, it's not even original, but that I just it put is. together in the kitchen. And I was like, it's I'm good. not going to give anything away, but it's killer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all right. Anyway, so you were saying, like, we're 14 in feeling good that's two weeks worth of podcasts right there Holy two cow. full weeks worth of podcasts i think the biggest thing that i've felt most comfortable about was just sort of using it as a spitting board of just what i'm thinking at that time and not, and not regretting that and like it's it's made oh me yeah. so much more comfortable in every oh, regard absolutely i mean i definitely feel like you know in, in a certain moment you're always going to feel like a certain way i feel like you know, depending on the topic or the certain mood that you are in. And I feel like, you know, every day, like, I feel like my opinions change of certain things oh. or certain topics. Literally, I think I... It, we're an ever-evolving I, person. Yeah, seriously. You know? I never I never am settling with what I know at that specific moment in time. I am always changing my opinions and interpretations of the world. And I, that's one of my favorite parts about being alive. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting just kind of taking into perspective what it's like to be alive in this day and age Mm. it's been it's 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 quite an interesting time just really just taking in every single day that you have on this planet Mm -hmm. yeah i think for so recently i've been i've been abusing that by the fact that i've just been sort of letting letting my days go by or i haven't been as regimented with my schedule but now that you know, we've been in the swing of a podcast. This year sort of started again. Uh, it's, I'm super locked in. I feel like this podcast really is kind good. of like centered us in a way. Seriously, it's like, uh, in a funny way, it's almost like therapy. Yeah, it kind of is. It's a, bre- it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. Truly. Well, it makes you also, kind. it makes me at least not really think about all the stuff that I have to do within a week. Mm. It makes me think about the, the, the world beyond me. The world that the world that I live in, the world that all all humans live on at every given moment. Like your favorite artist lives on the same planet that you do. That's pretty cool to say, honestly. That Just is kind hmm, That's a really cool opinion. I or not even opinion. Uh, that's a really cool perspective on the planet. I've never thought about it like that. Like, yeah, someone someone I either look up to or have looked up to has graced the same place that you have. Yeah, you all li- have lived on the be- the most rare and most beautiful planet probably that there is in this galaxy even. So, fucking enjoy cheers it. To you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheers to that. Cheers to that. We have so much to get into. Yeah, we seriously <laughs> like, do. Like, we were just, uh, while you were driving home, we were just catching up over the phone. Like, hey, you excited to record? And I was just telling him, like, between the shit that you shared with me over in Russia again, our good our good friends over in Russia, and all the other information that that has just been coming out this week, it's 
it's gonna be an exciting one and let's let's jump into it i want to start maybe let's start here at home let's start right at home with some topics here and the cbo just came out with a new report i don't know if this is beating around the uh the old bush here or if everyone's already covered this but the 15 dollar minimum wage could actually cost jobs in the long run um so a lot of, a couple different news sources were covering this uh this topic and what it is is the Congressional Budget Office, which is a nonpartisan reporting agency, um, noted and found that through their study, while there will be a good amount of jobs created, the $15 an hour minimum wage by 2025 would cost 1.4 million jobs and increase the deficit by $54 billion over 10 years. Yeah, you know, it's it's such an interesting thing just hearing everyone talk about minimum wage because, like, I don't know. For me personally, like, I never considered minimum wage to be, like, a wage that you have to, like, you're required to live off of. Now, I do agree that there needs to be more affordable options in terms of, like, housing or in terms of, like, cars. But I don't think raising the minimum wage is going to be the answer to that because the only thing that's going to come out of that is goods are going to go up. Yeah. And here's services the thing are going to go up. Even let's even talk about raising wages. I think there is there is maybe a precedent or a need inside really large organizations that could actually afford it to sort of have some regulations and limitations that are setting a healthy, you know, standard for their employee and their staff range. But like let's talk about a mom pa coffee shop that's in the middle of Tacoma, you know, in the middle of the United States, and they have three employees, and they all right now make $10 an hour, but then all of them now need to make $15 an hour, well, the and they don't have the room for that in their budget. They're going to cut one, and two of them are going to go up in wage. Well, the way well the way that they'll argue that is that it's not going to be initially six fifteen immediately. It's a plan yearly. It will increase by right, like... We'll a, wean them to it. Well, yeah, it will be like $1 or $2 every year. And then by the time 2025 hits, I think the 15 will be fully implemented. I think that's the plan. But still, it's just... And truly, if we look at it time and time again, every time this has happened, and studies show that like when we set wage floors like this and we set minimum levels for, for jobs in that, all of the repercussions are set back onto the, our, our uh, pay increases, onto mm-hmm. the customer. And what I find the most interesting about that is that I feel like and regardless if minimum wage is going to do that, automation is going to do that already. Automation is going to take 1.7 million jobs or however many jobs that was. You know, it's tech, the way technology is being progressed, it can do so many jobs mm. that are currently pe- people are doing right now. But in 10 years, I guarantee you, there's going to be a whole different set of jobs that are going to be in the in the new, at least, in terms of people actually doing for a living. Definitely more computer-based jobs, but even not so, because... Because Deep State's changing that. Deep State's and even quantum. Change. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, it's, un, it's unreal. It's sure. unreal, for sure. Yeah, another thing going on, too, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth with uh, Joe and his stimulus package, um, but the one that they're looking to pass is actually going to help less Americans than the first round of stimulus we just had, which I thought that was... When you mean first round, you mean like back in like May? Yes, correct. The um, 
what was it, $2.2 trillion stimulus that was signed into law in March um, by Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yes. So under the Biden one, which is currently going roundabout, the Democrats who are proposing this have signed eligibilities that it would have direct payments for anyone who makes under $50,000 for individuals and for couples under $100,000. Like in other words, almost all of the middle class, which if we look statistically speaking at this current time, I believe our our median income in the United States for is about 68,000. That sets almost a high population of people in the middle class above the level of ability to get the stimulus that they might need to actually survive. Now, the question is... Mm, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Well, uh, what do you think... Wh- whose side was this? Was this Biden's? Like, was, is Biden initiating this? Yeah, so this is... What, this is what do you think is... Biden is the policy elect team for the the covid you know all the um executive orders around covid 19 under <sighs> the biden administration see i don't know to me that's just a weird like i don't know what his intention is like what exactly is he trying to gain from making it i feel like he, maybe to have more money to do that to give to other industries potentially you know so that way there's because when you limit the amount of money, you know, because the difference between 75000 and 50000 is a lot. Right. In terms of, like, uh, your average American, that's a lot of Americans you're taking out mm-hmm. within that, however, $25,000 range. Right. It, that's a lot of money. Seriously. I mean, like, and once you get, I mean, once you get rich enough, it doesn't matter. Truly. But... Uh, it's just it's it's, it's just and crazy. Even be- Bernie Sanders, he he came out on Twitter, uh, February sixth here, and he and he was saying, uh, it's unbelievable. There are some Dems who want to lower the income eligibility for direct payments from seventy five k to fifty k for individuals, and from one hundred fifty to one hundred thousand for couples. In other words, working class people who got checks from Trump would not get them from Biden. Yeah, and how the heck <laughs> does that make sense? It, really doesn't i mean you know that it's a problem when bernie sanders is saying that it's not good unless there's some sort of economist on his team that's not allowing us to see or maybe we don't understand the bounce back that's happened in the middle class that it that we aren't being transparently told about and that's why they're excluded oh, oh. oh. yeah that's fine. Sorry, folks. We had a little bit of mishap, but uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> really, really exciting, actually. Well, now that we're past it. But I spilled my beverage on top of the laptop, and you guys caught that right here on the show. I'm not editing that out because that is a freaking gem of a moment. Yep. And if that does not show you the dedication for this, I don't know what does. I but feel we like are I saw nonetheless Chad. prevailing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I saw Chad's like life flash before his eyes when he saw that happen. Seriously, and it's not like I'm worried about losing a materialistic item. I'm it's more my ability to like create or Well, it's also the podcast. He was more the podcast. I mean, yeah, you were more nervous just about if the podcast saved or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like if that's saved, that's a fucking insane moment. And it did, fortunately. But we are back. And nonetheless, we are moving on. Jake, what's going on in the world? 
Well, there's a lot going on in the world, man. But I <sighs> guess the so thing much. that I've recently been uh, talking about is, you know, we're not talking about, but hearing about is uh, Alexei Navalny. Yep. He's a uh, very interesting man. He's very, uh, I mean, he's pretty much the Russian opposition leader. I mean, he's, Truly. I mean, he's all anti-corruption in terms of his activism. And I mean, it, what what's most interesting about him though, is because you have a lot of people that, you know, can be protesters very well, but he also has a very strong social media as well. Really? Oh yeah. He has more than 6 million YouTube subscribers. More than two million Twitter followers. Holy cow. Yeah, he's, yeah, very, very, I mean, he's very well known, at least in Russia as well. Yeah, like a huge like Russian anytime, presence. Yeah, like, um, there's actually this one time he was, um, in this, he was in this, um, what was it? This town that was in Russia. It was, it was in the, mi- it was like Eastern Russia. And he, uh, he was, he went to the airport and he took multiple pictures with people and then he took a, took a flight back to moscow this is uh taking place on august 20th 2020 yes yes and uh so pretty much what happened is during the flight he started getting these like insanely crazy nerve like aches like just aches around his body like he was screaming out on this plane in just agonizing pain if you watch this footage yeah, it's, it is. It's intense. Yeah, like he is literally like, like, ah, l- like going, cr- yeah, like going and crazy. There's a nurse who's actually on the plane who comes and aids him. Yes, and they had to make an emergency landing at um, Omsk, I believe it is. Correct. Um, and they had to literally take him to the ICU because that's how bad of condition he was in. So they had to take him there, and initially and the he goes the to doctor- the Russian Russian I- ICU. Yeah, Russia, Russia ICU. And initially all the doctors were like, there's nothing wrong with him. He's very fine. He might have bowel movement issues, but there's nothing else. And then, but then it got just <laughs> continually worse. <laughs> and by the way, wh- Russian doctors, I mean, if we know anything from this year, they're very notorious at, at doing good tests and bad tests that are not always accurate. Yeah. Shout out the Olympics. Shout out to Icarus. Yep. Netflix film amazing film anyway but yeah um they they initially they initially said that there was nothing wrong but then after he got worse and continued to get worse they Mm -hmm. had to send him off to berlin germany to be tested and they found that actually let me uh, this part was very interesting for me when i was reading this but actually a non-profit that sort of helps uh like refugees or escapees of, of of intense situations, they got funding to send a private jet to the small town in Russia where he was being held in that hospital, and they t- they actually flew him out of there to get to Germany because they believed that this was not just a stomach ache. Yeah, yeah, and it, no, yeah, exactly. That's the thing that's did you explain so yet crazy. how the uh, FSB actually poisoned him? Have you explained the technology that they used? Um, well, I know that they took uh, Novichok. They gave him Novichok, correct, which is a Soviet Union-made drug uh, that uh, specifically poisons the nerves. Yes, and very, very interesting because you don't see a lot of poisons go 
go directly for the nerves. nerves. It's very that's, specific. That's very do you realize the te- heinous, do, that technology. Do you also realize that, yeah. Do you realize the... They developed the, this, though, right in the, in the 50s, somewhere around. Correct? Yeah, uh, let me see. I think... I wonder if you can get some more information about that. But how they actually got it in his body was, while he was in his hotel, the FSB got into his room and implanted it on the his seed butt. of his underwear. Yeah, the seed of the his underwear. On the seam of his underwear. Mm-hmm. And then when he put them on, it actually absorbed into his skin. Yeah, that's how easily it was able to go into a system. This it, is something that it's on your underwear. Intense, man. Could you imagine? Just intense. Could, could you just imagine being him for a second and thinking, at any moment, I could be poisoned and I would have no idea. It could be in anything. You Anywhere. could go to a restaurant, you and can't it's in trust your anything, and it's in your tea. You can't trust you, you your can clothes. Literally, be anything. The, the thing that's so, the so heinous about it to me is that you can't even trust the things you love because that can kill you, like your safe space, your clothes, your suitcase, the thing you w- packed. I'm pretty sure I've been watching this all the but, time. But what's the most interesting thing to go back to, uh, Alexi, for a second? Sure. Um. He, um well yeah is that he while he got poisoned he was actually in the process of making a documentary um and that documentary was called Putin's Palace which basically discusses have you, have you seen it uh i haven't seen all of it but i definitely know the present uh the the premise and that is well uh he's been doing a lot of anti Putin videos for a long time on his YouTube video. Sure. But little and has he's also he on his channel too. Not only was he uh depicting Putin, but he was also tying and assimilating how all the billionaires and yeah, all of the all government the officials, how every level of the sector is so tied up into this huge web of of lies and deceptions. Yes. No, yeah, it's no, but that's the thing though is that if the billionaires turn on Putin, Putin is meaningless. And these billionaires are the true leaders of, of Russia because each of them control their own part of the economy. And how do they maintain all of this? Through the face of Putin. Putin. And who owns Putin's beautiful uh, Black Sea Palace? Oh, all the billionaires. Oh, they all, they all own have it. shares of it. It's a $1.5 billion house. Estate. A state, yeah. It's an estate. It's not even it's, a house. It's a mansion. It it's gorgeous. a castle. It's on the I Black think Sea. I'm pretty sure there's it's freaking the slot sea. machines in the basement. Yeah, there's a casino. There's a whole hockey rink, actually, as well. But it, the estate's amenities aren't the impressive thing. It's the deals. Well, it's the also the fact that... that happened inside that building. Could you imagine if that was the case in America? Holy cow. Could you imagine if Trump had a huge <sighs> mansion like that? Uh, but th- that was his White House. Imagine if that happened in America. Right. right. Could you yeah, imagine? He just built his react- own separate White House. Yeah, he just built his own separate White House that where was on. All the, the biddings are occurring. And where it, it, it's where he, stand it's for. where he invites all of his friends over, all he, where where he invites Putin over. Truly, it's interesting. Their relationship was very interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, they ha- he had a he had a weird dynamic with him where he was almost helping uh, he was, him. Yes, he was. He was too friendly with him. Well, yeah, he really was, and 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 what's most interesting about that is that I think they were forming an ally, and and an allyship, 
against China. But 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 that's the thing though is that uh, I don't know. I feel like but Russia Russia is its own thing, just pretty much in no, terms of seriously. it's it's it, it what it c- what is able to do. The crazy thing for me is Putin in all of this has the most to lose because it's just he knows his reputation, his everything is on the line. He is a super soldier. Oh wait wait wait! I gotta tell you this with story with a ever fleeting cause. So one day that I thought that like doomsday hit, that like ru- like Russia came. It was it was this past summer. Sure. Um, me and David, we decided to go down to visit Galen mm-hmm. for certain reasons. Uh, he actually lives by uh, where my dad is in Lebanon, so it's like right next door. Sure. And we came back, and the entire Berea was blackout. Nothing was on. No electricity at all. And I was like. What the hell did I just walk into? <laughs> it was crazy. Have you never seen the grid down? No, not the entire grid like that. But it was down for a while. That's the thing that was weird. But it was electricity was still happening because But could you imagine literally like there could be so many different ways like if the entire US grid power grid went off in 1 second. Think nothing would work. Our phones wouldn't work. We wouldn't be able to receive news. Truly. I mean, I guess generators would turn on. So, I mean, I guess maybe we have electricity for a second, but I don't even know. If Do you want to, I want to go back into the um, uh, Alexander story or the uh, oh, Alexia yes, story. Yes. Um, what happened post-recovery in Germany? What happened right after that? So do you, do you remember where it sort of went from there? Well, in January 2021, he returned to Russia by plane, and he was Which immediately was quite bold. And he was quite bold. Yeah, and he was immediately arrested for charges from a fake thing that he did like a few years ago. Uh, they, I think, I saw it was something like uh, chemicals or something. Uh, was previously be- uh, no, 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 that he was attacked by. I don't know. It was like a false charge for some politically driven. Thing. I think it was because him leaving Russia as well. But it was actually thrown out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was thrown out eventually, so... I mean, yeah. <laughs> But right I'm now, he's literally in the court system facing... Uh, three and a half time. years. Yeah, he's in. He's going to go to prison for three years. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's... Oh, do you think they'll kill him in there? Mm, you see, if they kill him, then I know that something's up. Shit. If this is like a Jeffrey Epstein kind of thing, then I'm not for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I think that might might be what we have on our hands here. A little bit of a scary Jeffrey Epstein. Because that's the only person that Putin is truly afraid of. He's the person that truly has started the movement against Putin. Because think about it. He has such a higher approval. uh, Navalny doesn't want to be the president. He's not out to He just wants people to not vote for him. Yes. That's all he wants. He just wants any opposition. Any opposition towards him. That oh man, it's such an interesting duo between the two. It really is. It's a brilliant dichotomy, and I I think uh, you you had sent me over a video of that uh, shared that narrative and that story so beautifully. Do you think if Lex ever uh, interviewed uh, Putin, do you think he would ever bring up Navalny? Oh, that's an insane question. I don't think he would. 
because I understand that Lex, I think, is going to take the situation with a lot of respect. And for also and any viewers, any viewers that aren't uh, don't know, we're talking about Lex Friedman. He's another podcaster that me and Chad both podcaster, like. Um, technician, understa- uh, deep state AI, um, scientist, brilliant man. But yeah, you were saying that. Oh. No, continue. Oh yeah. Well, um, I was just uh saying i don't know <laughs> yeah let me no let's move on from that so there's so much going on i found today me and jake were talking about bloomberg every year you know releases what is the dominant world leaders in innovation <laughs> and i was talking to jake about who he thought was going to be on the list and literally he was like what the hell i did not expect it to be this breakdown and the breakdown is first South Korea, second Singapore, third Switzerland, fourth Germany, fifth Sweden, sixth Denmark, seventh Israel, eighth Finland, nine Netherlands, and tenth is Australia. And that is according to the Bloomberg Index, which analyzes based on dozens of criteria points. Um, including weight metrics, research and development spending, manufacturing capabilities, um, and high-tech public companies. This um, is an interesting Google search. It's why all is positive. South Korea so it's safe? So, so rich, so popular, so Christian, so advanced, so technologically advanced, so populated, so polluted, so small. Isn't it interesting it's to so think about that North Korea, one of the most out-of-date out, out countries? Completely in the dark. Completely in the dark, don't have the same technology that we do. Like, I don't even think they have the same phones that we... I mean, I think it's so stuck in... Truly. and But right across from them, they have Korea, which is in the top spots because of their activity with patient and with creating an electronic democracy that's brilliantly um, done and they have so much research and development it's it's quite extensive the industries and prosperity and innovation that they're they're creating there and really this this opened my eyes to there's so many nations and it does it's not about who's the biggest or who's the best it's about really who can come together and work the hardest towards a commonality or a goal and like that same pride or dignity world nations, I think, take inside, um, in participating in the Olympics could be, should be notified and, and, and uh, brought the same amount of respect with something like this. And, and really, it's making me want to learn and understand a little bit more about what's going on there and who are some of the major players that are making it happen and why. Because that's so interesting to me. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of hands at play. So That's Singapore sure. got second place according to um, allocations of budget funds to help workers and companies transition to the digital economy. Um, they also score yes. high for manufacturing, and its global competitive universities put it in a top territory for education gauges. Hmm. Wow. So I mean, that makes sense. I, I really think, if anything, um, a, an exciting thing that, that was noted in this Bloomberg post was... Uh, the China and the United States are steadily narrowing closer and closer together 
Um, and it's the two biggest economic powers, yet they're battling towards intellectual property and missing the whole point of innovation and growth. And and I think, too, we might say and note that, well, China, they're doing a lot in the green space and they have so much advancement at this and they're pushing so much for this because it's sort of that common goal or mission that's that's disseminated from the government. But both nations are falling behind, I believe, really, in, in really uh, innovative agree. things. I agree. Well, I think it's also because th- I think the reason main reason why South Korea is dominating that is because they've switched to not only a digital economy, but a digital democracy Mm. in which you, that's beautiful in which you, you know, you can, you know, I feel like because of the way that social media is set up in this day and age, it's hard for democracy to exist because when you have everyone able to have their, you know, say their opinion, people fall into these rabbit holes, you know, of seeing the same, you know, negative stuff or seeing all the same negative comments and seeing people, you know, that you tend to follow more f- uh, when they comment on something, you'll know. And then you also comment on that because you agree with that person. Right. And then it will just continue to feed stuff to you because you, th- th- that is in that negative, you know, but I mean, the thing is, you can look up stuff and it doesn't have to be negative. But it's just all depending on the rabbit hole you go down. It's a perception that you choose to go down. And I, 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 I can't stop to think of a world where as we start to have the Internet, no matter what, if you start to go down a negative path, I feel like your synapse and dopaminic pleasure is going to sort of start to enjoy to go that way. And you're going to peruse or try and find deeper content that goes towards that direction just because of the habitual algorithms and the habitual um exciting opportunities of finding something that's new do you know what i'm saying yeah 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 yeah. i totally i totally get what you're saying i mean i just i feel like when i feel like the the concept of social media is that everyone has a voice but i feel like because everyone has something to say it makes certain people not able to have a voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's created this culture where we have to call out people. If they don't agree with the opinion that I have, I have to call them out because I'm able to say that. Yeah. Which is true. Like, you're able to say that. But the thing is, it just creates, I mean, that's what Twitter is now, pretty much. Is everyone just commenting and replying on each other, saying all these more negative and negative things. Like, I've never seen a more negative I don't go on Twitter at all. Such a, it's such a horrible scene. But the thing is, is that if you want to be like, if you, like, if you're among the top, of the top, Twitter beef is stuff you have to deal with at least on a daily basis. Literally, you're gonna have haters like (laughs) every single day tweeting at you, saying the craziest shit. That's Jack Dorsey's beast, right? Yeah, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do people use it then? If it's got so much... Because all the politicians use it. Mm. Have you noticed that almost every single politician now... It's, it's they kind of almost tweet. like a text messaging service. Memes memes, pretty much... I mean, so many memes that you now see came from Twitter. The way that they were created. Sure. Well, also on Reddit. 
and also on a lot of other different things. But Twitter was a big, big meme area. I mean, that's what it is. It's just memes and news. Literally, news sources go to Twitter first before anything to check news now. You know, on this topic of uh, world news and just where we've been kind of going today, over in Bogota, Colombia, the president actually just signed a historic bill and made a big decision to grant legal status to over 1.7 million Venezuelan Venezuelan migrants. 1.7? Yeah, which is insane and it's really awesome because now they get to like stop living in the shadows yeah and also and stop living in the turmoil yes and establish a life which really if if you're not aware of what's been going on in venezuela i mean this is this is they've had unrest and and, and, a, and a government a governmental leader who is quite literally a heinous dictator and who is really leading them down a a dark path since 2014 2015 really and ever since then it's been growing steadily and literally this man has sent police troops to go just kill and murder rioters and just slaughter all of them and really quite literally there's been opposition leaders in which the united states and other foreign nations have tried to uh help in getting aid like medical resources and such to venezuela to their people who need it and literally they're denying it saying the resources aren't needed and all this and that just because of a corrupt leader. And it's it's quite terrifying. And I feel for all those people who are having to go through this situation. Oh, and I couldn't even imagine. And frankly, since about 2014, 2015, we've seen over about 3 million migrants leave Venezuela because of this situation. Yeah, more than 3 million. 3 million. I couldn't even imagine. It really makes you put life into a perspective. Or perse- perspective. Truly. It makes me. It makes you so really blessed. realize, like, the problems that we have in America. Sure, they're bad to a certain degree. But when you look at other countries, you're like, "Whoa!" Be grateful for what you got. You have to be grateful. You have to seize every day that you have on this planet, Seriously. every day that you're able to say you live in America, because who knows? One day you could not. You could be Navalny and trying to be in, in a Russian uh, prison right now or in a courthouse. <laughs> you could try to be in uh, Venezuela, you know, in, uh, fighting, with it off in the fighting it off in the streets. Or you could be in America in your bedroom watching Netflix. while shielding you're Shielding from the winter cold. Shielding from the winter cold while you're eating some ramen and maybe some Cheetos. Doritos and Cheetos. And uh, also you're texting and calling whoever you want. Not saying everyone is, l- not saying everyone is living that way, but no. a majority of us it's have just, done that. I think it depicts if a you good me. If you haven't done that in the year 2020, what what are you doing? What what did you do? <laughs> did you did you even live this year? Did you out? even did did you even live 2020 if you did not Facts. veg out on a couch or veg out? I feel like everyone did that at some point last year. You you just had to. I mean, like it was just some, inevitable. Uh, I got some information on our boy Elon over here. SpaceX is now taking pre-orders for Starlink satellite internet services, which is really, really exciting. They're currently in the uh, open beta form of the program, and then it's it's looking to release sometime soon in the upcoming years. 
Um, and the pre-orders, they're taking them up until about 2022. Um, and that's when the that's when it's said to come out. Do you so get what a discount? Do you get a discount if you pre-order? Or is no. It just so here's how it works, right? You you have to to get in. You have to pay right now up front ninety nine dollars, and then there's an additional four hundred and ninety nine, which will be billed later. And that is your setup for all the equipment you need, like your routers and yada yada yada, um, to be connected to the Starlink system. And it's really really exciting because the Federal Communications Commission two years ago gave them approval to launch over eleven thousand nine hundred and forty three satellites. Oh wow, that's enough to like. <laughs> So Illinois will be fine then. Like you're, you'll be able to reach. I think you're thinking too microscopic. I think talk about countries. Well, yeah, countries. Yeah, the 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 eleven thousand is a lot. Even the northern hemisphere will be fine. I'm sure. I wonder how many satellites like how many satellites does like Direct TV? So they're have? looking to deploy about four thousand four hundred twenty-five of these by twenty twenty-four. And then they're going to finish launching the rest of them, hopefully after that period of time, which is crazy. And I, it's going to be so exciting to move to a technology like this. What do people – so do you think someone will want to convert over to a plan where they're paying $99 a month? How I guess for me it would depend on how fast it is. Yeah, if it's very fast and always reliable. And always reliable if no you're matter in the country, where you are. If you're in the country, that's 1,000% worth it in my opinion. If it's like really reliable, I'd say. Yeah, but that's it depends. Like the if only I can people right now who can even get it though are in the U.S., Canada, and there's one other area. I'd say if you could easily render these videos or these this audio, yeah, then it's good Wi-Fi and it's worth it because that's what you're gonna pay anyway for like up to nine hundred megs. Now the nice thing and the exciting thing for me in this situation is. Elon on Twitter came out and said, um, once we can predict the c- cash flow reasonability um, for Starlink, they're going to go public with the IPO. Oh, yeah. And that shit is going to take off. It's going to be insane. Yo, dude, I bet Bitcoin just recently went up because Elon Musk said that it was he was going to put it as a currency that you could use yes, to, make, he, to we, buy Teslas. I was just talking about that. He bought how much? Like 1.9? Yeah, so, yeah sh- a crap ton. A shit ton of that Bitcoin. A shit ton. I think it was like 1.9 million. Yeah. Enough for them to have a, a, a credit line for if customers want to pay with Bitcoin. Yep. Which yeah, is that's really cool. And honestly, all I'm seeing day in and day out is like, there's a couple of, I, like, I definitely think getting into Bitcoin right now is reasonable, especially because the big, the big five have started to get into it. They're seeing it as a reliable long-term currency. They're seeing it like gold. They're seeing it like some other materials. So, I don't know. It's kind of crazy the the concept of Bitcoin because the only way that you can access that is you know through a code that you know. So so like you could have like I millions. Feel like two years ago, people were like, "Oh, Bitcoin's gonna be a fraud, and if you get on it, it's it's shit." Nah, I mean, Bitcoin will always be used in in one way or another. Mm-hmm. It's being used. It, it, you could. I remember I saw this YouTube you video think, of like, uh, oh, oh, that's Simba. Ethan's home. Ethan's home, probably. Ethan's definitely home. Most definitely home. But yeah, do you think uh, Bitcoin and the blockchain technology was created by one person or by a, a group of people under the alias? A group of people, probably. 
Yeah. It seems too perfect. It's of a too system. brilliant of a system. But, but mining, you won't get that much Bitcoin. I mean, you could get very, very How lucky. How long does it take to get some? It's a, you need to do it for a while to even get like a percentage of a percent. Ooh, I wanted to catch your opinion and reaction. What did you feel about the Thomas Dufresne episode? Oh, I thought it went really, really well. <laughs> yeah. What were some of your favorite times? What was it like? What? What? what oh, I loved every single bit of it. I mean, I loved. Th- I just knew that like my dad's opinions on everything would be just perfect. He tells a very good storyline. Like he's sure. very consistent throughout. You know, like I just feel like whenever you have like an idea or a story or a, or a feeling. He carries that throughout the, his entire every, presentation. Every, every, every single speech. thing he presents. In case you don't know, Tom Dufresne is my dad, and he will be on the podcast this uh, upcoming Friday. Yep. So should be a really good episode. I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm feeling pretty good here. Do you wanna wanna call it and round us out, or do you do you got any other topics you want to talk about? No, I. I've I've been uh I've been listening to what music have you been listening to? Mm, great question. Let me let me look at my recents here. Give like to close off on a music note. Yeah, sure, that'd be freaking cool. Ooh, David Shorty, Italian Italian rapper, singer, lyricist. David composer. Shorty. Yeah, he's got a song called Regina, and it's super good, super good. But I love a lot of his work. He's from Italy, actually. Ooh, yeah! Definitely got to check him out. Uh, I've just been. How about you? Oh, also Benny sings. Come on, if you don't, if you don't mess with Benny sings, like he's got, he he reminds me of like the Bee Gees of today. Who? Benny sings, that guy. You know that song with uh, Mac DeMarco that I've been playing. Yes, yes, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I've been listening. I've been listening to a lot of stuff. Um, oh, people don't even know. Next week, we are dropping a new intro and outro track for the podcast. We're super excited about that. My good friend, Ben Folkwine, he's, he's working on that hard every day and night. And I can't wait to sort of premiere that for you guys. And we're going to gonna talk about it on the podcast, which will be really cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But, yeah, no, other than that, I don't, th- I don't know if there's necessarily anything else. I, I caught a lot of podcasts this week. So, like, I listened to, like... Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura. I love their show. I listen to that one all the time. That one's like a good stress reliever podcast because they just sh- shoot the shit about anything under the sun. Uh, but they see, that's the thing. That's eventually what I would just want our, what what I would want this podcast to be. It's just to, to move into a position where we just sort of can just relax, talk about anything. Talk about anything. Just literally sure. talk about anything and people would still want to listen. I feel like we already. I mean, we kind of do that to a certain degree, but. Sure, I feel like yeah, we do stick to a, a specific we, genre that we like to talk heavily into. Yeah, yeah, but in, yeah. And I think too, once we, I think we've also talked about this is fun. Let's just open open transparency here at the end of the show. We've talked too a lot heavily about going to an all interview format because there's just so many interesting people. Oh, to I know. Talk to. There's, I mean. We spend so much time just t- continuing to talk to the same people, but I feel like if you don't talk to new people and get to know more people, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You're not learning from Seriously. other people, from other perspectives of life. Like, like when I was like the Thomas Dufresne episode was one of my favorites by far. Like all of our guests have been insanely incredible, but 
it was just so it was so refreshing to get to hear you are also great with the questions sure and i yeah i'm excited for people to hear that that's dropping this friday go on and check that out that'll be really really cool but yeah anything else any words of wisdom finishing out our week we're gonna go into hump day here finishing it yeah yeah you gotta like i said the think uh, episode five or six you gotta just whatever your hump is this week just know that you're just you just have a little bit of ways to go and then it's the weekend hey and then you can celebrate any way you want that it's the weekend beautiful we're gonna bring in the good vibes treat yourself that's all i say love love your friends love the people around you positivity only good vibes good vibes thank you for listening this has been episode 14 uh we're having a lot of fun making this show for you guys and we just can't wait for you to hear hear more of what we got going this friday is our episode with thomas Dufresne. make sure to check that out and the least you could do is <laughs> share the moment about me spilling my laptop and yeah the, that's uh, my advice drink. don't spill on your laptop don't yes, spill. that's some good advice don't spill on your laptop before you start recording an entire podcast don't spill a sugary drink oh on your laptop sticky keyboard follow us on instagram if you want to uh keep up with the uh sticky laptop story all right have a good night folks peace